Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, August 21st. U.S. equity futures are rallying this morning. You have S&P futures up 20 points. That's 45 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up 96 points or 65 basis points. And then Dow futures are up about 115 points or 30 basis points. In Europe, you have the major indices there up about 70 to 100 basis points. Broad participation in Europe. Most major subgroups are in the green outperformance in healthcare and energy. Real estate is really the only major lagger that's down about a percent. And then Asia saw mixed price action. Japan finished up relatively modestly. The Nikkei rallied about 37 basis points. China and Hong Kong slumped. So the Hang Seng fell 1.8% to Shanghai Com fell 1.2%. So a few moving pieces this morning. And I think broadly the price action on Friday helped to stabilize um, you know, sentiment, helped to kind of break the back of some of the more intense negativity that had taken hold last week. So you opened, you saw prices slump on Friday morning. They rebounded sort of in the afternoon and, and the day finished um, you know, without another afternoon swoon. So I think that was kind of breaking the pattern, the cycle of negativity from the last several days. Um, and I think that's feeding into this morning. As far as news is concerned, um, you know, China over the weekend did not cut rates as much as anticipated. So the loan prime rates, the one and five-year loan prime rates, they reduced the one-year only by 10 basis points, and they did not cut the five-year loan prime rate. So, you know, continue to get very mixed signals on stimulus from China, whereby the amount of rhetoric is very elevated. You have various officials and agencies come out on a nearly daily basis, making promises and pledges to help stabilize growth. Um, but then the actual actions being taken don't necessarily match the intensity of that rhetoric. So the loan prime rate uh, rate cut is uh, is another example over uh, from the weekend, um, and that explains why you saw Hong Kong and mainland China trade as poorly as you did. Uh, there was a Nick Timoros article in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. So this is the main Fed writer, um, you know, talking about this whole R squared issue, which I'm not going to get into too too much. Um, but essentially arguing that R squared has moved up, that's has hawkish implications for policy. Um, you know, as far as Powell this uh, this Friday at Jackson Hole is concerned, I think his message will be similar to the recent minutes from last week. And I think those minutes, um, you know, they contained fodder for kind of both sides of the dove versus uh, hawk argument. Um, you know. It, it, on the hawkish side, you talked about upside inflation risk, but there were a lot of dovish elements into it, including the emergence at the Fed um, of a rift. You definitely have kind of a, a divergence, whereas for the last year plus, there was there was unanimity as far as you know moving moving ahead with policy tightening. There now does seem to be a little bit of a rift forming, with some officials think that the Fed has done enough, and now it's uh, you know it's worth sitting back and watching. So those two. Macro developments were negative, China, and then the R squared issue, um, but there were positives. So I think the China July PPI is important. It came out this morning, fell more than anticipated. Um, you know, this helps I think kind of remind markets that we are still in a state of disinflation, and in certain cases outright deflation. Remember, um, you know, there were certain numbers that came out over the last couple of weeks that raised a lot of fears that the cycle of disinflation that we've been in for several quarters was uh, possibly stalling, if not reversing higher. So the July PPI of Germany, um, I think, again, is an important reminder that prices still are facing downward pressure. 
And then Palo Alto Networks, um, a very big security software company, reported earnings after the Friday close. It was a controversial time to report earnings. Most people assume that there might be some type of bad news given that they scheduled it at a very odd time. But um, it was it was kind of mundane as far as no big controversies, but the numbers themselves were quite robust on the quarter and then guidance as well. So that stock has bid up over 10% this morning. That's definitely helping tech sentiment. You have NVIDIA once again being showered with sell-side praise. Um, Every day for the last couple of weeks, this name has had you know at least one or two, if not more, bullish sell-side earnings previews ahead of their report this Wednesday. So NVIDIA has been up about 2% pre-market. Um, so again, I think if you kind of really look at what's driving markets, what is most important, it is disinflation, um, You know whether or not that disinflationary cycle is continuing. And I think the July PPI out of Germany, which again is only one single number, but from a sentiment perspective, I think it helps remind investors that there is still disinflation happening and then corporate America. So the July end earnings season, of which Palo Alto Networks is the latest, has been strong pretty much across the board. Um, you know, Cisco, Deere, Home Depot, Walmart, a lot of other companies. The July end season has been um, quite robust and again, continuing the cycle of corporate America performing well. Um, so those are the main highlights for today on the calendar for Monday specifically. There's really not much. You have a couple of earnings after the close. Zoom, um, you know, ZM is the, is probably the more important one. Otherwise, though, it should be a very slow day for the week. And the focus will be on July earnings. And video on Wednesday is going to be the major one, obviously. But there are um, a couple of others to be aware of, including a lot of retailers. Uh, and then Powell speaks Friday at Jackson Hole. Um, and that is everything for today, Monday, August 21st. Thank you for listening.